On this edition of Kiwi Tripsters, we take a frolic around the country showcasing a variety of spring getaways. We head to the Art Deco capital of Napier, jaunt through the riches of central Hawke's Bay, there's head turners galore in Wairarapa, plus we pay tribute to the nation's best highway pie and pastry stops. Welcome back to Kiwi Tripsters. Buckle up and take off to spectacular destinations as we continue our journey and share the inside word on all things travel. Whether it's luxury travel or backpacking on a budget, whether it's cruising or foodie trips, we've got you covered with top tips and tricks so you can have an amazing travel experience. And now, over to your hosts, Mike Yardley and Chris Lynch. Welcome aboard to Kiwi Tripsters, everyone. I'm Chris Lynch. I'm Mike Yardley. Good to be with you. You'll be looking forward to the pie and pastry stops, Chris. That's right. I love a good pie. Love a good pastry pie. The days are finally getting warmer as we head into the middle of spring and as such. Great time to hit the highway. Well, when I say highway, you know, to stop off on the highway. I want to take us now to the Hawke's Bay and the wonderful Arts Deco City of Napier. A guided walk is the best way to do this because if you don't, you are going to miss something, aren't you, Michael? That is it, Chris. Uh, If you need to get a crash course in deco design, definitely do one of their guided walks that are operated by the Art Deco Trust and you will soon work out the difference between a zigzag and a ziggurat. It's also the best way to get up to speed with a lot of the recent restorations and bold new initiatives underway in Napier. I had the most brilliant guide called Helen and she was like a walking Wikipedia on all things Napier. Uh, What surprised me five years ago was just how many of these beautiful deco buildings were vacant in Napier and for sale. And on my recent visit to Napier, so many of them have now been sold and are being done up and restored and there are all sorts of guts and glory projects underway. A really good example is the spectacular pink house in the heart of Napier. It was previously a brothel and a strip club and it's currently being transformed into a luxury boutique hotel. Now to check out the MTG. Yes, the MTG, the Museum, Theatre and Gallery Complex, is a really good overview of all things Napier. It's free to enter. Uh, The highlight, I think, Chris, is the Earthquake Gallery. Yeah. And it really does a great job in uh, pointing out the human dimension to the natural disaster in Napier 90 years ago, the big quake. Uh, You will glean so many insights really wrenching stories of personal tragedy. Um, And then all the interesting initiatives that happened in Napier, like the fact that um, in the wake of the quake, uh, the first shopping mall in New Zealand uh, gave rise at Tintown, which was sort of like a temporary shopping centre, a bit like the container Mm, uh, Mall in Christchurch. Yeah, very, very yeah. similar. So, yeah, all sorts of cool stuff at the MTG. Now, the, the National Aquarium is a must because you can actually feed about 14 little penguins in their enclosure. Did you do that? I loved it, Chris. Did you? I, I think it was the highlight of my trip to Napier. It's pretty cool, eh? And these penguins, they're like the waifs and the strays of the penguins. 
penguin world. Yeah. They're sort of like the homeless penguins that have been given long-term care mm. at the National Aquarium. And they get very pampered treatment, you know, sort of five-star Ryman retirement home qualities. fair qualities. enough to. Fair yeah. enough to. They deserve it. And, they're, and they're, I was always struck by their little personalities. And I think um, some of them are a bit of schoolyard bullies, but some of them are quite bullshit and others are – you can you almost feel like they know they're the kings and queens, don't they? They do, yeah. And some of them are really placid as if they've just been reading a book by Deepak Chopra. So, yeah, it's the personalities that really stand out about these penguins as you give, as you hand feed them breakfast. Now, did you check out the National Tobacco Building? This is amazing. I think this is probably the Art Deco superstar in Napier, and it's in Ahuridi, which is just outside the city centre. Um, the cool thing about the National Tobacco Building is that it's been repurposed, so it's now home to the urban winery, um, and this is under the command of Tony Bish, who is Australasia's only Chardonnay specialist. And by that, he exclusively produces only Chardonnay, the only wine he produces. And um, his working winery is uh, now four years old. It's the most fantastic place to go and uh, do all sorts of tastings uh, from Hawke's Bay's wines. Uh, and also, coming up very soon, they're going to open a gin distillery in the National Tobacco Building as well. Can't go past a decent gin distillery. Now, um, the city is loaded with lots of cycle trials. Now, you love your cycles. Did you get on one that wasn't electric this time, Mike? No. I had to go with the <laughs> e-bike. I love an e-bike. You just throw it into turbo mode and boof, off you go. Um, but yeah, there are about 200 kilometres of limestone trails uh, all the way across uh, the landscape fanning out from Napier. So I took a ride on the Water Ride Trail, which is essentially the coastline circuit from Marine Parade all the way to Bayview around Ahuridi. Um, so you'll take in the likes of Perfume Point Reserve, the wetlands, the West Quay. It's a blissful ride. And on the home run, since I was on the e-bike, Chris, I threw it into turbo mode and I mounted Bluff Hill, uh, which is that stunning uh, hillside suburbs uh, studded with gorgeous old colonial villas and cottages. These are the great quake survivors because they were built in wood and, um, you know, Mother Nature uh, was no match for them. So you get the most amazing views as well atop Bluff. Hill. Now let's talk about some some quick bites. There's a good, decent tight eatery there, isn't there? Yes. Everyone said to me when I was in Napier, you've got to go to Sai, Sai Thai Eatery. The food is exceptional, stunning decor. I am still dreaming about the Pad Thai prawns. And I also really enjoyed Market Street, which is right in the heart of town, a funky city centre bar and eatery. Uh, and I checked out the Milk Bun Loader Burgers. These are like Japanese style milk buns. Um, they've got a distinct milky taste, super soft, melt in your mouth. And I had a fried chicken burger with ranch, slaw and pickles. The perfect lunch, Chris. I can tell. <laughs> now, yes. great places to stay. There are some sensational places, particularly yeah. on uh, Marine Parade. It's yes. The Scenic Hotel, isn't it there? The Scenic Hotel Tapania. It is like a princess sparkling away on Marine Parade. Um, and what I love about this waterfront hotel is it's got um, a crescent shape to the building. Um, and it apparently evokes the shape of the bay. That's why it's crescent-shaped. But, yeah, you've got the most beautiful ocean views and across the expanse of Marine Parade from this hotel. Um, a really nice property, great staff. 
Book a premium room on the upper floors of the hotel so you've got that incredible view across the ocean and the city. And I awoke to the most magnificent sunrises. Uh, One night I was there, this massive thunderstorm turned the seascape and the sky into the drama of a Van Gogh painting. You're with Kiwi Tripsters, so we've uh, looked around beautiful Napier. What about further afield, Mike? Did you have a look at the likes of Hastings? Yeah, well, I think Hastings uh, is completely overshadowed, probably unfairly, by its biggest sister. But the thing about Hastings is that, like Napier, it also has a lot of Art Deco and Spanish uh, mission architecture uh, because of the quake 90 years ago. So particularly along Heratonga Street, there are some extraordinary buildings like the Westermans Building, uh, the Toy Toy Complex, which incorporates the Hawke's Bay Opera House and the Municipal Building. They're just eye candy. And there's a lot of buzz about what they call East Block 200 on Heratonga Street. And this is like a little funky precinct that is now brimming with all sorts of artisan stores and independent retailers, Blackbird Goods, Little Red Bookshop, Real World and Kindred Road are all worth checking out. Right. What about uh, the likes of eating? (laughs) Well, also in East Block 200, I staked out La Petite Chocolate Shop. And their creamy milk chocolate is so divine. Cadbury don't have a patch on these guys. And across the road, I loved this contemporary French bakery called Yabon. Um, The thing about this bakery is that It's joined up with the cafe next door called Couple. So you go into the cafe, order up a coffee, and you can look through these gigantic glass windows uh, into the bakery workspace, and you can watch all of these bakers in action, all of that kneading as you enjoy your skinny soy latte, Chris. Thank you. Now tell us about the road less travelled. Well, this is really cool. Um, This is the nickname for State Highway 50. So it's sort of like the secondary route between Napier and Wellington, the road less travelled, State Highway 50. And what is so great about this self-drive touring route is that it crisscrosses Central Hawke's Bay and it weaves its way through the foothills of the Ruahines, um, serving up like a highlights reel of the Central Hawke's Bay's best scenery. It's a really soothing drive. And throughout October, the region hits fever pitch, the Central Hawke's Bay, with the Spring Fling Festival. So this is like a big showcase of local food, wine, culture and history. Lots of events over the next few weeks. Now, I want to remind people there's some wonderful homesteads around the area too. That's true. You, some- you, took, you had a look at some, didn't you? I did, yeah. There are some real jaw droppers uh, in the Central Hawke's Bay from the 19th century. One of their jewels, which I went to, was Guavis Homestead and Garden, which is uh, one of the best examples of a homestead clad with interior totara panelling in New Zealand. Their woodland garden at Guavis is like a wonderland. The other star feature right behind the homestead is the bush, the Pua Hanui Bush. Now, what is so cool about this is that it's like a wildlife refuge for lots of species in decline, like yeah. the long-tailed bat and the bush falcon. And the lovely owners of Guavis, Stu and Fullerton, they were saying to me that you know they can uh, serve breakfast in their kitchen in the morning, look out the window to the bush, and see you know long-tailed bats. 
uh, right outside their window. It is one of the best remnants of Potocarp Forest east of the Ruahine. So it adds another dimension to, yeah, the glory of Guavis Homestead. And a lot of these homesteads uh, have special events and um, talks and walks as part of Spring Fling. And very hospitable too. Now listen, mm. um, did you check out that little storybook village? Oh, I think you're talking about Onga Onga. Onga Onga, that's right. Did you yes. check? Isn't it just delightful? It's like out of a Cinderella fairy tale, isn't it? It so is. Like, it's walked out of central casting. Um, yeah. There is a real fairy tale charm to Onga Onga. Onga Onga. It's this little hamlet with a clutch of 19th century cottages, the old schoolhouse, the old jail, the gorgeous old general store, which still does a brisk trade. They've all been proudly preserved and restored. And the annual village fair takes place during spring fling at Onga Onga, an incredible setting for a village fair. Uh, so hopefully it won't get caught in the crosshairs of COVID in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> hopefully not. Now there's a couple of decent wine stops along the way because, of course, uh, you travel to the likes of Central Hawke's Bay. Hello. Yes. Yes. Uh, in Takapo, which is right uh, at the southern doorstep of Central Hawke's Bay, I went to Junction Wines. Uh, and this cellar door is located in the home of John and Joe Ashworth, who are the most fabulous hosts, and they will treat you to a great wine tasting. John Ashworth uh, was all black number 776. Uh, he used to play with the likes of Andy Dalton and co. Anyway, the cellar door is also sort of like a glorified rugby museum uh, with all sorts of memorabilia from John's playing days. And if you want to sample uh, their 2018 reserve front row Pinot Noir, you will be in heaven. Now, I mentioned that John's All Black number was 776. They only produced 776 bottles of this front row Pinot Noir, and it's fantastic. The wine packs all the punch of a front row Ford with smooth edges as it ages. Just ahead, we take you on a bit of a roam through the likes of Wairarapa, and we talk about the nation's best pies and pastry stops on this fantastic road trip. Stay with us. You're with Kiwi Tripsters. Let's take a roam through Wairarapa and some of the best headline attractions. What about the Stonehenge Aotearoa, Mike? Well, if you've ever wondered if it's worth a jaunt to Stonehenge Aotearoa, I would say it's been immeasurably enhanced since the launch of Star Safari last year. So every weekend, these two fantastic space geeks, Hari and Sam, host guided tours of the Henge and Wired Up as Night Sky, which is currently seeking accreditation to be not just an international dark sky reserve, but the world's biggest such reserve. Now, in New Zealand currently, Mackenzie is our biggest dark sky reserve, so why not up as it wants to knock those guys off the perch? Very contestable. But um, the passion for the celestial bodies above us is infectious, and you'll love taking a night tour with Hardy and Sam. Hardy actually interned at NASA at their uh, research station training for Mars in Utah. So she's actually gathered all sorts of really cool Mars exhibits. So there's an on-site Mars exhibition as part of the Star Safari, and they've got um, all of the latest imagery from the Curiosity rover as well. It's a great night out at the Henge. Now, did you make it to Castle Point? Yes, I did. This had long been on my to-do list, Chris, and I recently checked out this 
coastal bolt hole. It's about a one-hour drive from Masterton. It's a gorgeous drive, threading you through crinkled hills and lonely, lush farmland. And once you get to Castle Point Beach, um, there is this magnificent landmark they call Castle Rock. Uh, And it's not dissimilar to Lion Rock at Piha Beach in Auckland. It's a stunning landmark, staring down the churning sea rather imperiously. And there are fabulous walks to the lighthouse and around Deliverance Cove, which is a really magnificent, immersive encounter with all of the elements on the coast. They've got this fossil-rich limestone reef, the lagoon. You've got that thunderous tempo of the ocean. A really cool place to blow out the cobwebs. And I must say, I do want to go back in March. March 19, actually, because that's race day for the famed horse races on Castle Point Beach. Mark it on the calendar, March 19. Will do. Now, you also visited the site of the world's first Anzac Day memorial service. Absolutely. This is such a great little nugget of New Zealand history. So on the drive to Castle Point, you will pass through Tinui, uh, a really small village, and this is where at 7.30 a.m. April 25, 1916, Reverend Ashcroft held this Anzac Day Memorial Service, and it was held in the Church of the Good Shepherd. After the service, he then hauled his way up to the top of Mount Maunsell, right behind the village, and erected a massive Anzac cross. And you can still do that today. Go up and see the Anzac cross on the top of the mountain a stunning view over the village, and the church is open as well. Okay, nicely said. Now, the National Wildlife Centre is the sort of place that you could never get sick of visiting, is it? Totally, Chris. Pukaha, Mount Bruce. Um, It is like a national ark for so many endangered species. Beautifully presented, lots of hands-on walks and talks. The best thing of all, I think, is their free flight aviary, which you can walk through, and it is just throbbing with virtually all of our native bird species. It's open daily, but in a couple of weeks' time, on October 17, um, Pukaha is holding its annual community open day. Such a great initiative, because obviously not everyone can afford to take the whole family out to a facility like this, so it is entry by donation on October 17, and Pukaha uh, is an essential slice of the Wairarapa. Obviously a must-do. Now, let's uh, move on to our some delightful eateries. What did yes. you find? Well, actually, at Pukaha, in the Kaka Cafe, I thought of you, Chris, I thought this would be what you would order. French toast bake. It is just a stunner. A baked sourdough French toast square served with crispy bacon, caramelised banana, maple syrup and cream. How about that for brunch? If you want another brunch to remember, uh, in Masterton, Don Luciano Cafe is worth checking out. This... uh, Cafe is operated by Marvin, who hails from Honduras. So the menu is very Latin American. And I had Marvin's Baleadas, which is a real street food classic. Flour tortillas stuffed with refried beans, cheese and scrambled eggs, smothered in crema mexicana, which is like a tangy sour cream. Absolutely sensational. Now what's happening in Martinborough? Well, in addition to hitting the wine trail in Martinborough, I have fallen in love with a new eatery in town. It's called Crouching Tiger. And they've taken over the site, which is where Pinocchio used to operate. Pinocchio's since relocated to Greytown. Um, But there's a lot of buzz about Crouching Tiger's pan-Asian street food menu. Amazing cocktails as well, but definitely tuck into the uh, takoyaki squid balls and Japanese barbecue sauce. 
and I'm still drawling uh, in memory of their chicken and ginger dumplings with radish vinegar. Absolutely amazing. Wash it down with a coconut, a coconut margarita and you will be a very happy camper. I'm sure I'm not the only one who always gets a little bit hungry on the road, but if there's one universal truth about the great Kiwi road trips, it is our highways are awash with great pastry and pie stops. And by the way, I love a decent tea room too. I know you do, Chris. I thought of you. We might have to do a separate segment, great New Zealand tea rooms. But if you are looking for a pie stop or a pastry on the road, we all have our favourite go-to haunts. Um, It's a highly subjective matter. But we have here on Kiwi Tripsters tried to round up some pet pastry picks that deserve to be threaded into the ultimate Kiwi roadie. Nice. Now, yes. if you get hungry, yes. let's start with the delicious chocolate eclair shop. Oh my goodness. Few places have secured such fame in New Zealand quite like this there. place. It's amazing. It is more like a dairy than a bakery on the main street in Awakuni, but multiple generations of the nation family have been powering this enterprise since 1939, winning fans the world over for their Kiwi as chocolate eclairs. Now, these are mega-sized pastries pumped with fresh cream and smothered in chocolate. They only operate during the ski season, so you haven't got long left Mm. if you want to wrap your lips around one of these sugar hits. Um, They sell, by the way, in the peak of the ski season, about a 1,000 eclairs a day. That's how popular this place is. Uh, But the clock is ticking to get your fix because come November – it's a long summer and autumn before the eclair making purrs back into life. Now, another favourite is what about Viv's Kitchen on the State Highway? That's in Sanson, isn't it? That's right. Not actually that far from Oakuni, um, between Wellington and Ruapehu. Uh, now, Viv's Kitchen, this highway stop is synonymous with the famous cream horn. You will not miss it because... They've got this monstrous roadside sign on the highway emblazoned with a model of the famous cream horn. And um, uh, this Manawatu bakery is indeed the home of the famous cream horn. It's essentially a cone-shaped pastry, like a cornetto, stuffed with uh, fresh cream and a lavish blob of flavoured jam or sauce. Now, at last count... Viv's Kitchen is closing in on 300,000 sales of their famous cream horn. I'm not surprised. They're pretty good. Now, uh, if you want to go or you're on some of the great Alpine highways, you you can't go past the likes of Sheffield Pies. We talked about the great Alpine highway a few weeks ago, but yes, locals swear by the tasty pastry delights at the Darfield Cafe and Bakery. Springfield, as we mentioned, proudly home to their famous pink donut, um, right next to the landmark, you've got the Springfield Donuts Caravan, where you can choose your own toppings. But best of all, Sheffield is home to the award-winning famous Sheffield Pie Shop on the Great Alpine Highway. The venison and whiskey relish combo is a stunner. Now, this next place we're going to talk about often has queues out the door. There's a reason for that, and it's worth it. If you're heading to the Mackenzie country, the Fairley Bakehouse is an absolute must. And i got to say, I now know why, after having my first pie there, only about two months ago. Wonderful. And you even feel like you're eating a healthy pie, if there is such a thing. Fairly possible. <laughs> Fairly possible. <laughs> I see what you did there. Thank you. 
this bakehouse absolutely put the town on the map. Um, so popular. And you must try one of Franz Lieber's meaty parcels and pastry. The pork belly, apple sauce, and crackling pie, I think, is still the top seller at the Philly Bakehouse. More than 2,000 pies a day are sold during peak periods. And to meet the demand, a couple of years ago, the bakery was doubled in size um, just to try and keep up with the queues. I can understand why. What's further south? Well, Jimmy's Pies on State Highway 8 in the heart of Roxburgh is an absolute gem. Now, Jimmy's Pies are made to an old family recipe. They have been making meat pies for 50 years with 20 different types of pies on offer, which is quite a range. Uh, The lamb shank pie would be my discerning recommendation. By the way, their cream buns are the size of basketballs. (laughs) So you need to order one of those up. But the power of Jimmy's Pies is incredible. They make over 25 thousand pies a day from the Scotland Street shop in Roxburgh and Roxburgh's population is not big I actually worked out they make 48 times per person the population of Roxburgh so their pies are sold all over the South Island yeah not to be confused with the two and if you're scooting through Martinborough what about the likes of Blenheim well the Burley in Blenheim is very very popular as a pie stop um gourmet pies galore it's a must in Marlborough uh I would say the sweet pork belly and the steak and blue cheese pies are good but the Best pie of all at the Burley, the spicy Jamaican lamb pie. Uh, that would take out best in show on my scorecard. Okay, sounds very – I'm feeling hungry now. Yep. All right, we better head to Fjordland. Uh, how about Miles Better Pies? I love this, Miles Better Pies, because let's face it, you do have to travel miles to get to Fjordland and to get to Miles Better Pies. It's right in the heart of Tiano. It's swooned over by locals and visitors alike. Uh, the queues, a bit like the Philly Bakehouse, routinely spill out the door. And you've certainly got no shortage of wilderness trails to burn off the calories afterwards. Uh, the wild venison pies, I think, probably are the best choice at Miles Better Pies because. It's Fjordland. You want a bit of wild deer. Um, And if you want to try something really adventurous, the taco pie is a big seller at Miles Better Pies too. I'm feeling hungry now. I'm off. I'm off to eat. I'm hungry now. (laughs) That's it for your edition of Kiwi Trips. If you've missed the Great Highway Pastry or Pie Stop, let us know on our Facebook page. Uh, By the way, our show notes are available on the website at kiwitripsters.co.nz. If you think you've got a better suggestion for a pastry or pie stop let us know uh on the facebook uh plus we would love you to rate and review kiwi tripsters on the podcast service of your choice our feature articles on all of the destinations we talked about including the pie stops uh, are available at for the love of nz and we hope to see you again in a couple of weeks time take care and that's a wrap for this episode of kiwi tripsters Liked what you listened to? Then join us for our next episode of Kiwi Tripsters, where we bring you more travel inspiration, giveaways, and insider knowledge with expert guests on the show. Connect with us on Facebook and Instagram, and visit us on kiwitripsters.co.nz. But most importantly, subscribe and comment on Apple Podcasts, and tell us what you think of our show. Till next time, safe travels. Safe travels.